Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Weekly Song Podcast. Oh, that was underwhelming. <laughs> I feel it's on brand. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, yeah. I was expecting quite a sort of, you know, trumpet, you know, a glorious, you know. Oh, this brilliant fanfare or something. Yes, yeah. Oh my God, oh. okay, that was a little disappointing, but it is episode 150. Yeah, it is episode 150. How have we been doing this for 150 episodes? I did read on... Um, uh, like I think it was the BBC the other day that most podcasts stop after like three episodes. So <laughs> yeah, we're fifty times better than most other podcasts. Just say put that on a t shirt. <laughs> put that on a t shirt. That will be our merch. <laughs> we oh, we survived um, the three di- the three episode call. Yeah, we we made it past. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like that thing, like they say, uh, if you uh, when I was learning guitar, my teacher said, uh, oh. If you play guitar past the first six months, you're probably going to be playing for life. So yeah, I like that. That's, that's kind of a good attitude to take towards it. Anyway, we've not actually introduced ourselves yet. Uh-huh. My name is Declan. And my name's Roger. And we are the <laughs> duo who are supposed to be leading you through a structured conversation about songwriting <laughs> and the songs that we bring uh, to the table every week. Um, except you've, you've just heard the intro and you know that's not the case. Um, uh, sorry. Currently we're sorry. Uh, currently we're in the middle of uh, reviewing uh, a challenge we did where we each wrote fourteen songs for at February, and we've been uh, playing them to each other and sort of seeing uh, what we think of them. And uh, it's been quite interesting so far. Like it's kind yeah, of uh, interesting it, to see like how how far abreast of our normal star we tend to go. Yeah, definitely. I think working in these restrictions of you know, particularly the way you wrote near the end of the month, just having to write really quickly and just kind of get ideas down, it kind of tells you a lot about you know your your go to starts for songs or your go to um, lyrics that you might focus on and that sort of thing. So it's been quite a good sort of self observation songwriting growth thing. This challenge. I've been saying it to a lot of people who I've been speaking to recently, but like doing this really does throw out your shortcomings at you really quickly and you have to get over them somehow. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we said this before, so I'll keep it short, but the accountability piece too, because I think if I was just like by myself in my head thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to write 14 songs in February. I think halfway through the month when work kicked in and got stressful, I would have been like, "Eh, no one needs to know about this, but because I've got you, as my accountability buddy, I think it helps a lot, you know. I mean, it definitely helped me, um, like, power through the amount of songwriting that I had to do <laughs> by the end of the <laughs> month. Um, talking of which, shall we uh, get on to some of those? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. What's the first song you're, you're bringing to, it, to the pod? Uh, so the first uh, song that I'm bringing to this week's uh, episode is my 11th song that I wrote, and the penultimate one that I wrote within 24 hours of a batch of them. Uh, this ah. is called Awaiting Sleepless Nights, and it goes like this. I feel that I should have felt this more. But when 
song awaiting sleepless nights from the february challenge i really like this one this has got a, a really nice feel to it and you've done that thing again which you're really good at which is matching the tone of the music to what i assume is the tone of the lyrics i've got like a couple questions about the lyrics but yeah this is fantastic how did it all begin um desperation and panic this is the seventh <laughs> out of eight songs uh that i wrote in um 24 hours and I think it tell it shows in that it's pretty one four five six sort of stuff. There's a cheeky major three and a minor four in there. Um, for, uh, yeah, for those the keeping four. score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you with your weekly song podcast scorecards at home, you know, you'll be keeping track. Yeah, if you get a full, if you get a line in any direction or like a full set, then uh, you win the solid gold no prize. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this must have just come out of noodling. Um, this is getting to the point now where I have difficulty remembering how they all fit together. <laughs> um, but it's just running down between one, one major seven, four, and five, which in actuality is a flat, a flat major seven, C sharp, and that's E flat. Okay. So you were consciously thinking, okay, I'm going to pick up the guitar. I'm going to avoid any like really bizarre chord changes or even like writing a particular riff just for the sake of like getting it down in, in time. I mean, I think it came out better for that in a way, because I think if you added a lot of riffs to a song like this, it might be a little busy, but I think it works just great like this. 
Uh, thank you. It's less a conscious effort and more just like, um, okay, right, this works. Get some words on it, I suppose. Uh, the mm. chorus is more or less the same. It's like a C, it's like the sixth, uh, and then resolving to the major, f- uh, four major seven. So that's F minor, uh, put down to a C root note, and then up to a C sharp root note to make C sharp major seven, resolving to E flat uh, at the end of the chorus. Okay, well, so with a song like this, because I mean, I know you've written hundreds of songs, you've used a lot of different chord progressions. So I imagine with a song that was musically quite simple and chordally quite straightforward, did you do your normal thing of sort of get all the music down and then sort of address the lyrics afterwards? And did you have a break between those sessions or was that all sort of one sitting? Um, No no breaks between any uh, sessions or anything like the amount that I had to write, I had to just keep on going um so you need yeah, your sleep got, boy <laughs> oh don't remind me dear um <laughs> i uh yeah got the vocal tune down which is basically just extrapolated from the chords um and there's a mournful energy to it so it's like right time for the big sad here it mm. comes <laughs> <laughs> the big sad <laughs> I was wondering about the um, the lyric that stood out to me most, which is kind of like the main bit of the chorus, which is like, um, fell fast asleep await- awaiting sleepless nights, um, which is obviously where the song title comes from. I just thought that was a really strong lyric and what, the one that sort of stood out to me most. What does that one mean to you? Um, as with most of the songs in this season, it's about the move away from Bristol and the move away from my friends and the move away from... Uh, everything that I had going for me up there and it's this weird thing where you uh, when you're about to go through something like that and you know it's like coming and you think oh I'll be in tears on the last day or I won't be able to do anything or I'll be like uh, lying awake in bed for Mm. you know the rest of the night and it, it doesn't happen like that like I remember like having packed my car put the keys for my old place through the letterbox ready to start the drive down and end my time in Bristol and thinking this should be some sort of momentous occasion, but I'm just getting in my car and driving away. Right. And right. Yeah. You expect it to be this big moment, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like the final scene of a film or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and you know, cause I've been exhausted that whole day. I just felt straight asleep where I was worried I'd be like, uh, just up all night thinking about everything. And it sort of took me a while to realise, yeah, no, you're just disconnecting. That that's what's happened. You're you're feeling the big sad, so therefore you're withdrawing slightly. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it makes it even more interesting that you wrote these songs not only in a time constraint challenge, but also at a time a pivotal stage of your life where you're, you know, moving city, moving job and that sort of thing. I guess it's only natural to come out in the lyrics, right? Yes, and I'm I'm I hope that the listeners aren't entirely bored of me going on about it yet. <laughs> not at all, of course not. I mean, big changes are something I think everyone can relate to, and I think some of the best songs are about that topic. Hmm. Thank you. Um, I I I I think there is something in this one in future, um, but I I am not quite sure of how to move forward with it. Um, but I think it all hinges on that moment in the bridge where uh. 
it took me this long to realize that nothingness and mourning for like the nice times I had are like they're the same feeling. Mm. Mm. Whereas uh that that is a strong statement to put on an album, but it would need to be countered with something like forward looking and bright and looking to the future. As you're trying to think of where to place it, if that makes sense. It would be quite a nice ending piece, but it's quite a morose note to end on. Like not a bad note to end on, but like a defeatist note to end something on. Yeah, sure, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm one to end an album on a sad song just because, I don't know, there's something I like about that that punctuation point, but I like the idea of, like, thinking about where it goes in the album. Like, you've always been someone who will... You'll always, like, leave it on a positive note, which I like, you know, but I think this song definitely belongs on a track list. Yeah, I just need to think about how I'll do it and make sure that I've not got too many other big sad songs around it. Tell you what, I'll give you my my thing. If I have a sad song, I don't know where to put it. Track three, you know, you start with a big track to lure people in, then you go second track, different and big too, and then third track, sad track. You know, I don't know why my album work, math works like that, but it does. Third track, sad track. Hmm. I'm going to test this against every major album, <laughs> and if it doesn't hold true, then. We're gonna have words. <laughs> okay, let, let's let's take an example right here. Um, Stevie Wonder's "Songs in the Key of Life." Uh, we have "Village Ghetto Land," which is kind of sad. You know, so I guess the theory holds I, yeah. true, hundred uh, percent. I I get that. Um, let's look at "A Night at the Opera." Third track, "I'm in Love with My Car." I mean, Roger Taylor is pretty sad for writing that song. <laughs> 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 Mind you, I suppose he's quite happy it's a B-side of Bohemian Rhapsody, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose it balances out. Um, <laughs> I I'm trying to look through... <laughs> I'm so committed to this bit, I'm looking through my record collection. I can't find anything that looks quite iconic enough. Uh, da -da -da -da, Dark Side of the Moon, let's have a look at that. Where are you? Third track, it's going to be sad, I tell you. It's on the run. It's on the run. It's not sad. Scary, possibly. Um, uh, but, uh, let me ask you a pivotal question. Why would you be on the run if you were happy? Um, you could enjoy running. I just picked up uh, OK Computer by Radiohead, and the third track is Subterranean Homes Homesick Alien. And he's homesick. He's sad, you know. Um... Anyway, about, I do have a song to show what about, you. <laughs> um, what about Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, track three on Sgt. Pepper's? Oh, but I'm, sure, I'm pretty actually, sure she's not sad. She does seem happy, doesn't she? she she's quite joyful on that track. Hmm, yeah. Okay, maybe it doesn't hold true all the time, but if you were struggling to put a sad track on an album... Third track, Consider track, track three. <laughs> It's like as if we're even going to make any money off that. If you're struggling to put your sad song on an album, try track three. And make sure you credit us in the liner notes. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a thing now. If you have a sad song at track three, you thank the Weekly Song Podcast and it becomes like <laughs> promo or something. I just imagine getting to a point where like uh, you just do it like out of um, ritual, just, uh, you know, 
Thank you, Weekly Song Podcast. I'm just going <laughs> through the words. Now, what, now, children, what do you say for putting your track on song free? Thank you, Weekly Song Podcast. <laughs> Very good. Now, off you go and play now. <laughs> We've got to make that happen. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on with your song this week? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, in that case, I've got um, a song that will not be track three on an album anytime soon, because this is not a sad song. This is called Hogtide. It's my 11th song from the challenge in February, and it goes like this. One, two, one, two. What you want and what you get are often all the same as what you need. Sit a while and look inside and tie yourself so tight that you can't breathe. Exactly what we'd see. Some of all, just before we leave the show, you time is hard to be. Well, many days have come and gone, but never know the hand comes out on me. Where you juggle all the balls until you fall and you come running back to me. Great shredding at the end there, just like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is uh, Hogtide, Roger's 11th song uh, from this this run. And uh, this this hog is not tied up, it is running away. It's got so much energy. (laughs) Why? What's happened? I love it. Please explain. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I mean, it's... um, What was I going to say? It's one of those ones where I was, I think, listening to the radio one night. It was either the radio or YouTube. And I... The radio. I knew it was a bad influence. I know. I know. It turns your ears square. And then I was going through the radio and I came across sort of like a a song of this tempo and this sort of energy. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. That sort of... Sort of bluegrass, um, very, very upbeat sort of sound. 
and the band that was playing around it was like really sparse but you know what they had they made the most of so you know you had like mm. a um, from what i could tell a drama with his brushes on the snare uh probably a either a double bassist or a guy with just like a string on a stick and a guitarist and singer and well, like i just thought teacher what? space kind of thing yeah that's it that's it and i was just thinking that's such a cool way to write a song so i i'll try writing something in that vein um because i haven't got one in my 14 like that yet nice well i mean i was saying like uh, as we were listening to it like there have been a couple of higher energy ones uh this season which i kind of like it's a return to old rock roger like, uh, he, he's a little before my time but i like hearing from him every now and then <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's just fun to write stuff like that and i've said this the past few episodes but it was around this point that i started to loosen up and just wanted to have fun with it like the, the if, if you couldn't tell by the demo and the performance this no this is quite stone-faced and serious <laughs> and like quite quite a proper piece of work i feel <laughs> it was almost an experiment in a way not to make it too serious because it's not supposed to be that way but like what would it sound like if i recorded a song or and wrote a song that was just like purely for fun purely just like to to yell you know and scream and do whatever you want during the song and how does that change the process and it meant writing with less chords it meant writing faster and it meant writing in a key and a you know a vocal range that i could sort of you know be a bit more gravelly i guess that that sort of thing and um so mm. it, it almost put restrictions on the writing process the only chords are e major a major b major and f sharp major Ooh, cheeky little major too mm. it helps it helps quite a lot with this type of song because you know you're really just playing with like um yeah what you call it tension and release obviously so like if you're releasing from the five and you're going back to the one it's nice to have an extra ingredient of putting that major two there to actually add uh, act as a um, uh, dominant to the five. So it just adds a little bit more flavor into the song. Mm, which uh, like it, it's a flavor that comes across really well. Like uh, it gives you that extra little bit of versatility, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It just kind of helps a little bit. So like uh, I'm assuming like that big riff is just like loads of pull offs on the E then. Um. Oh god, I gotta think. Or am I, uh, or am I mistaken? If you think about the riff to um, uh, "Day Tripper" by the Beatles, it's basically those notes. <laughs> okay, interesting. I'm gonna have to try and reverse engineer this now. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a pretty straightforward riff. It just came from playing at that tempo in E major, and then uh, as far as the lyrics go, uh. They're really not about very much. I'm not going to lie and try to tell you there's some kind of deep story there. Um, <laughs> it was it was really just uh, a case of trying to fill the syllables. So what you want and what you get are often not the same as what you need. Almost like, I mean... That's, that's a great about. line, though. Yeah, I like the line, and I was like, ah, oh, cool, I've got a good line here. But then I started thinking it's a little bit like the Rolling Stones, you know, if you, you can't always get what you want type of lyric, you know? There's enough of a distinction, and like a yeah, different I mean, flavor. Yeah. And like, I don't think anyone's going to confuse this with like you can't always get what you want. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's the good thing. I think once once you start like feeling like oh god, that feels a bit like that. I just I try to subvert it a little bit, so I kind of made it like, you know, try to sit still. You know that kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever tried to meditate, but if you try to sit still for a while, it becomes very difficult. And, um, yeah, your, you, your you body like immediately starts thinking like, uh, well, you need to just scratch your nose there. 
Yeah. Or like, uh, you need to switch legs or like you need to do something else. Just anything else. Yeah. And uh, so it's that feeling of just kind of feeling almost like bound by by trying to do that kind of thing. And then the second verse is kind of the same sort of rhythmical, lyrical pattern, but it starts talking about someone trying to drag you out the house onto a sailboat and make you go fishing, and you don't want to go, so they'll never catch you out at sea, that sort of thing. I like that. I like the image of that. Yeah, it's just this kind of like... like It feels very much like you've done the thing that I do, which is like, get the tune and everything down first and then think, right, there is no way this can be a quite contemplative piece. <laughs> Off we go then. Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, like I said before, the whole point of this song, the whole MO of it was not to be too overthought, not to be too complicated. And so I didn't really overthink the lyrics. I just kind of like wrote enough of a semblance of a structure of lyrics so I'd have something to yell. Just not even to sing, to yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To um, sing that... her chance to yell. Oh, twas night a dream. Oh, I don't even know the next lyric. Lyric? I listen to too many songs. I don't know about Shakespeare. Please I mean, me I, Shakespeare. I, I, I barely, I barely uh, know anything about Shakespeare, and I am a ex drama student. So, okay, well, if anyone gets the blame, it's you then. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's all I can think about to say about my eleventh song. What about your twelfth song? Um, well, uh, I, well, I can tell you that um, my twelfth song is called "Everything I Need," mm. and it goes mm. like this. <laughs> down the street and I'm free and I don't give a damn that's just me and the river that I move to floats in my feet don't touch the ground there's nothing in my life that makes me feel so alive everything I've got everything I need there's nothing in my life that makes me feel so alive everything I've got stuff and I'm free and I don't give a damn now can we or join in for the chorus singing do you know the song there's nothing in this life that makes me feel so alive everything I've got and everything I need there's nothing in this life that makes me feel so alive everything I've got everything I need is with me It's a moment I would spend no other way There's nothing in this life makes me feel so alive Everything I've got Everything I need There's nothing in my life that makes me feel so alive Everything I've got Everything I need
fantastic. Everything I Need, that is Declan's 12th song and the last of the 24-hour period ones. Is that right? Yes, that's the eighth song I wrote in 24 hours. Jesus Damn. Christ, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't take this the wrong way at all, but I thought when you said I wrote eight in 24 hours, I thought the last one was going to be like the last puff of life you had that day you know what i mean just like two chords just like this is a song i hate writing songs now the end you know <laughs> i mean again it's a very simple one there's not an awful lot to it like it's mainly g c d a little bit of b minor on the chorus a cheeky f sharp diminished because they're the best chords um yeah there's an a minor in the bridge and that's your lot. <laughs> it's very cool. I mean, I was saying while we were listening, this is up there with my favourites. The chorus. I mean, I'm sure a load of people are going to agree who are listening. Like, the chorus is great. Really catchy. And you and I were talking about um, potentially doing an album where we... Oh, sorry, an EP where we take two of each other's songs and just go to a studio and record for the day and make a four-track EP in one day. And I get to choose one of your songs for this. And I'm thinking this one. So, I mean, you can tell how much I like this one. That's that, that's some high praise there, boy. Um, thank you. Um, this uh, kind of came together out of that riff, obviously. Like, uh, again, it's just mucking around with two strings uh, and moving uh, up towards from uh, a G up towards a C. Uh, choruses are just all just stabby hits. It's kind of just basic pop song in terms of its structure but i like that it's fine it's danceable i needed to write something a bit happier after the last one <laughs> um after i realized it had that kind of upbeat uh pop thing to it i remembered an idea for a song that i had a long time ago i was working at hmv uh in 2019 when they went into administration again. Uh, and I just moved up to Bristol and I was feeling like, oh no, I'm going to have to move away back to Cornwall, you know, immediately. Mm. Fantastic. Well done me. Um, but there's kind of like this sort of not carefree, but kind of like, you know, what, what uh, is anyone from the company going to do to stop the staff having fun? So that's when the tradition of dancing started a bit more uh, at the workplace there. Um, oh, that's awesome. Uh, we had a system where people could leave feedback, and most of them were just like nice people going like, oh, yes, this person served me at the till, and they were really lovely and all of that. Um, but there is one. I used to have a photograph of this comment, and I lost <laughs> it when my phone wiped itself a few years ago. Um, but I'll never forget it. It's... Um, I came into this store and all of your staff were dancing on the shop floor. <laughs> I've never, like a bunch of expletive deleted. I, oh I would God. genuinely love to know what this person called us. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. It's so <laughs> unprofessional. It's just like, mate, we're going to lose our jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if we, if we got the power to do anything, <laughs> we're going to dance, mate. Uh, Absolutely. So that, that's kind of... Um, where the initial idea for it comes from uh like the whole thing of like yeah i'm dancing so what i'm having fun screw you um the everything i want everything i need that does not relate to hmv 
Um, hey, that, that rhymes too. Is... <laughs> that should be the new chorus. It's not HMV. It's not HMV. Um, <laughs> that, that might be a title. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it's like more just thinking back to, again, my Bristol mates and everything, just like the people I uh, grew to be friends with up there. And like uh, the people I'm friends with from Cornwall and the people I'm friends with in Exeter and just like just the connections I try and maintain with people that feel meaningful to me. Yeah. That, that's ultimately how I'm happiest if I know those connections are still there and that I can still sort of wander back to each centre every now and then and just sort of, you know, reconnect with people again and just, yeah. That's lovely. That's I think that comes the short across, of it. That comes across in the lyrics really well too, that feeling of um, just, I don't know, I know you said it wasn't like carefree abandoned, but just that feeling of, of lightheartedness and, um, you know, just dancing with your friends, I think that comes across really, that really comes across in the song. Thank you. Um, that, but yeah, that's about as much as there is to say about it, really. What it's, about production? Uh, it's though? a very one and done thing. What do you? Th- how do you think you produce a song like this? I, you'd have to lean into the pop element of it, um, but you'd also have to find try and find an interesting tone for that guitar, and sort of try and go to town with like the rhythm track slightly. Put loads of little shakers in there and like. Uh, loads of little percussive bits i'm That's not sure so cool. this is one I to can, think about i think it would be radio you know like a radio friendly type of production but in a very cool way um that's kind of what i hear in anyway but i yeah i mean who knows maybe we'll produce it together if we put it on the ep who knows Ooh. who knows Ooh. okay well <laughs> my last song for today is my 12th song from the challenge And it's called What Do You See? And it goes like this. What do you see when you turn to me? Have I lost my smile? Do I turn my face away from the crowd as I walk on by? It's a trick I try. If I had the time to leave behind
<laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> you know his name? It's Mr. Burns. <laughs> to Francis, no one is Monty, it's but to you, he's to Mr. You, it's Burns. Mr. Burns. 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 Yeah, I forgot I did that at the end of that demo. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's very, very straightforward and simple, this one. Um, but it's a very good song like it's uh you were saying when we were listening to it that you were feeling like it's kind of like a uh chord sequence that you feel has probably been done a bit before but like i think that's only because we we tend to hear a lot of each other's songs like i i quite like this one this feels very classic songwritery to me and like it feels very open it's got a nice pulse to it thank you yeah i think that that's that's a nice way to describe it I mean, for me, it was one where, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't feeling particularly inspired when I wrote it. It was one where I, it was like, you know, getting on in the month and I was thinking, okay, I, sh- I should write a song this evening. I've got a bit of time. But sometimes you sit down with a guitar or with a pad and pen and you just don't really have many big ideas, um, mm. you know, even if you sit there for a while. So this was one of just kind of, I got down a chord progression and general melody. And then I thought, what can I write it about so that it actually feels somewhat cohesive? And so I ended up writing a song about, it's not the happiest thing in the world, it's just, you know, like, if you're ever feeling sort of down, or just kind of like, um, not even down necessarily, but just like, um, uh, distracted or preoccupied, and then somebody who you're close to can kind of like, you know, turn to you or look over to you or whatever, and um, it's like always the question of what do they see? What do they see when they look at me? That sort of question, and just sort of... Uh, exploring that feeling i guess so it's a pretty simple song uh, uh both lyrically and but musically but that's kind of like a a really nice angle to approach something from that like uh that from like what's the value that other people see in me yeah 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 exactly and the value but also just how do i appear to them i don't want to appear i don't know crabby or whatever if that's not my intention so i i think about that stuff quite like that stuff quite a lot Rather. It's almost like we're a pair of very nervous, self-aware people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny that. Weird that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, you mentioned uh, while we were listening to it, there is a turnaround there. Um, I'm going to be honest, I can't even particularly remember what it is. Usually I would have pre-researched these things, but this didn't even feel like it really served the song. Like 50 episodes in and we still don't do our research. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. This this season, I have done all my research. It's just this, this particular chord sequence. I didn't even feel like it was worth describing because the more interesting <laughs> thing to say about it, I feel, is that it was an attempt on my part to spice up a song. Like, the verses are fine. Like, they're fine. But like I said to you when we listened to it, the chord progression is a little bit generic. So it was just a thing of like, I know what I'll do. I'll do a thing people would expect to hear that actually resolves back to the root again. So it's almost a bit of, I don't know. It feels more like maths than music to me, or something. I quite like it though. I like the effect of the whole thing, and it feels it feels very open in like where you could take it. You could do it like with a string quartet, quartet. You could do it with you could do it with a string quartet. You could do it with like a soft sixty style band. You could just do it on the piano. Like it it, it falls into a lot of classic singer songwriter molds, but then their classic like tools for a reason yeah yeah that's very true like I, I feel this is a song that you could give to quite a few people and they'd be able to turn out very different but very 
strong versions versions of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that'd be really fun. It'd be fun to make a like an album like that. Imagine you could be like, imagine you were famous and had a fan base where of like musician people, and they could all make like twenty four versions of it or something. You know. I mean, I have debated the idea of like calling up all my writer friends and doing like a little EP, like like right, you've all got to write a song in my style. And then I'll hmm. actually record the damn things. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Trouble is, you'd like... have to do that one for free because then you'd just be profiting off other people's work. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you'd be kind of kind of like um, a West Country Beyonce getting in a whole team of writers. I mean, I I desperately want to do that at some point. So all my writer friends who listen to this podcast, um, now is the time to disown me. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to receiving that message. I'll, I'll be well on board for that. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, but that was pretty much all I could think to say about that one. Again, very straightforward song. I think out of the 14, probably one that I will do the least with um, as far as production. I put it on my list of like, oh, I'll take it to the studio and see what I can do with it. But it kind of fell on its face at the first hurdle. So I think I'll leave it. Is it? You you were just convincing me to pick this one, just to <laughs> just to spite you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, change no, my mind, please. I like I... this one though. Enough to choose like, the EP. I... I think this is one that would need a different direction, possibly. Than <gasps> all right, it all comes out it. now. Fine, now I know your true colours. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know yeah, what I mean. I, I feel this yeah. one is is quite is quite a uh, open song, and I feel like it would really suit. Uh, like if if you were a songwriter for someone else, I think this would be like a good a good uh, thing for you to sort of have on your resume of things that you could give to people. Well, like if anyone out there is... of your style, if anyone out there's listening and they want this song, uh, get in touch. It's sixty uh, p, and uh, it's yours uh, for life. <laughs> send it in a self addressed envelope to weekly song podcast at gmail dot <laughs> Self addressed envelope. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, moving on from that, um, I'll tell you what I've been listening to this week. It's pretty straightforward and simple. I've been listening to the new Lemon Twigs album, and it's uh Have really you really? Good. What a shocker. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who'd have thought? The uh, resident have Twigs fan um, of this podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. It's well worth a listen. It's very different from their other albums before um load, loads more sort of ornate orchestral stuff and well worth a listen but also like some rockers too you know um but yeah what are you listening to Declan? i mean i have heard the new lemon twigs album it took me a while to uh get around to listening to it but uh <gasps> you heard I did it get there in the end. I, i've heard thoughts? it all the way through now. what were your thoughts i i, I quite like it that's about where I stand. <laughs> at the um, I've had, a, in my defence, I've had a lot of music to listen to. Um, yes, what have this I is listened true. to that's good. Uh, HMLTD, The Worm. That was a recommendation from a friend of mine, Sean. Uh, it's very bombastic, kind of uh, rock, but also a bit like darker in places. Like it, 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 I, I like it. I wouldn't blame anyone for not liking it, but I quite like it. Mm. Um, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, Greatest Hits, because uh, September isn't on an album. It's only on the Greatest Hits. 
Oh man, I hate when they do that kind of thing. I mean, if I if I actually took the effort of like going through all their discography, it would probably show up as like um a single track at the end of the main listing. But uh, I I have ha- I've had not the time. Teleman, good time, hard time. Quite enjoyed that. The heavy kind of. I really like the drum sound on that. On the most recent one, Amen. It's kind of very bluesy, but kind of that overblown sound that I quite like. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, lottery winners, anxiety, replacement therapy. Bit, I think it's probably a bit twee. Uh, not twee, um, quirky. But I, I really quite like that one as well. You do uh, like a good quirk Ware. every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Jesse Ware. That feels good. Um, that was quite a fun time as well. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, you've been getting through a ton of music since you've been listening to Tidal. That's because I go through like the recommended and the new releases every week, and I think, well, I've got to listen to them all. Oh Um, no! (laughs) That's the most time-consuming thing in the world. I I couldn't sit through like all the new albums that came out this week. No way. It's it's my job. Uh, (laughs) Other one to mention. I listened to it earlier today. Flowers by Pacific Avenue. I quite enjoyed that. Okay, that that's like okay. a recent recent release. That's this year, right? Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, it is. Sweet. Do you listen to any other music podcasts or like um anything like that? Uh, I listened to Dissect a while ago. Is it Dissect? Um, let me get onto Spotify and double check. You don't mean Song Exploder, do you? No. No. That's a good one. I've heard a couple of episodes of Song Exploder. I do want to listen to it one day, but... Uh, um, and it won't actually get let me get on here on my computer. I think it was called Dissect, but it sort of takes mm. uh, a load of albums, sort of goes through them track by track, unpicking every line, every... Um, uh, every musical choice like the structure within the album the overarching story some great seasons on there uh recommended but no other than that i I don't tend to listen to much in the way of music podcasts i don't even i i think my main other music uh outlook is mike listener on youtube which we've mentioned before yeah we're both both fans of his um yeah, um, I don't know. I I often feel like I used to listen to more podcasts than I do, and I just wondered if you, you know, you're kind of the media guy. I was just wondering if you had any good music recommendations for podcasts. I mean, but um, gonna, I'm gonna have to do some digging. I'm gonna I'm check out. I'll check out dissect yeah. though for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, another one for YouTube as well. Trash theory, particularly the new British canon series. Just great. What great stuff? Nice, nice, nice. Um, just uh, just uh, the way he um, narrates it, it just gets some brilliant comedy every now and then. Like, uh, we'll be seriously discussing, like, well, whether the song is because of this or because of this or because it's a fucking banger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think there's a recent episode on the KLF where they were talking about um, uh, Doctor in the TARDIS. And they were sort of saying, oh, uh, this shouldn't have worked. This should have been a novelty song with the highest proportions. But because the British public fucking love the Doctor Who theme, and that beat is undeniable, it rocketed <laughs> <laughs> up the charts. 
Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> I need to check them out as well. And that's YouTube channels, is it? Uh, yes, yeah. So we've had an email in uh, from Ansley Hendricks, regular writer to the show, uh, with a new song from her, New Flower, and she writes, Hi, Roger and Declan. I'd love to share another song from my album, which will be out on Bandcamp at the end of the month. The song is called New Flower, and its inspiration came from some of the many silent meditations I have on my porch, listening to nature, feeling the breeze, and thinking about how every day is like the growth of a flower. I also wanted to thank you for your support and encouragement since I've been sharing my music with you. I'm also an actress and started my singing journey in musical theatre when I was little. Started songwriting in 2018 with no training. Can't believe five years later I'm releasing my first album. Thanks for your support and mentorship, Ansley Hendricks. Oh, well, thank you very much oh, for writing Cheers, in. Ansley. Thank you so much for that. That's cheers. A... I love the sound of the lyrics to this song as well. I'm looking forward to having a listen to it. Well, let's wait no longer. Let's have a listen now. Every day is a growth. 
was New Flower, uh, the newest song by Ansley Hendrix. Uh, if you want to check out Ansley's music, you can at ansleyhendrix.bandcamp.com. And uh, Ansley, thank you so much for sending in the new song. Uh, liking the addition of harmonies in this one, and uh, again, a well-structured song with a lovely atmosphere. Yeah, you're sort of saying it's like a reflection on meditations and everything. It really has this lovely meditative quality to it, this lovely stillness. But obviously, like, uh, great vocal performance on top of that as well. Yeah, I quite enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. I, I liked how the vocals uh, were authentic, really authentic. Like, even the laughs in some of the lines sounded really genuine. And uh, that's always a plus in my book. So that is all we have time for on this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can by emailing weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com, by following us on Instagram at weeklysongpodcast, or you can see um, a little bit of content on YouTube and Facebook as well, um, just by searching Weekly Song Podcast. Um, yes, Declan, where can people find you and your music on the digital highway? The, the information superhighway one. That's, that's what it's called, um, yes. I call it uh, the digital highway. Well, I call it the digital sphere. We've not used that one in a while. No. Um, uh, you can find my music mostly by typing my name into your preferred music service, uh, hopefully Bandcamp. But if not, uh, most of the streaming services shall have my music on there as well. Declan Kitchener. And you can find some of the things that I have. And the things that I have, hopefully, are enjoyable. If you like them, one out of one. Roger. Do check out Declan's music. Roger. Yes. Where can people find your music? Well, you can find my music in all the same places. Bandcamp, obviously, is the priority, but also all the other streaming services just by searching Roger Heathers. Uh, I have more stuff on Bandcamp than I do on the other streaming platforms, so that is, that's a draw, baby. Um, I... Little cheeky Bandcamp exclusives. Whoa! I also have um, a project with a friend of mine called Joe O'Neill, who's a fantastic vocalist and lyricist and songwriter as well. And that is called Pea Green Boat. And we have a single coming out in a couple of weeks. And you and can hear that. a new album soon. Yes, new album on June 30th. So looking forward to that. And even sooner than that, Declan, you and I are releasing even a record of our own. Absolutely. <gasps> More wow. details to come. But it's, uh, we made an album. Under the name Schnookums, and you can follow Schnookums on Instagram at schnookums.band. Oh, how exciting. I'm I'm so pumped for this. Um, even though I am part of the process and I already know what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm super proud of it. I can't wait for people to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too, that's why I did that. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And we're gonna do a special episode for the album and just to talk about how we made the album and just have a proper conversation about it on episode 152 am i right declan you are correct yes so episode tune in 152 for... will be the schnookum special no other episode will ever be quite like it 
I mean, some will because it is just us writing songs and developing them, but don't let that deter you. <laughs> this would be a whole kind a whole new kind of mucking about. <laughs> yeah. This time on studio time. <laughs> no, but um definitely check that one out and we look forward to uh talking to you again next week. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Um 150 episodes, yay woo. Okay. Uh Tura. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>